0: God has been moving so strongly here. Amen? I thought I might get something. Look, I'm pumped up, all right? You better get pumped up. Come on. This isn't just a Pastor Norm show. You're a part of the hope. So most know that it's... Valentine's Day on Tuesday. And guys, if you didn't know that, now you do. <laughs> and, and that, of course, is the day that we celebrate our love for that special someone. Some of us have been married to them for 46 years. How is that possible? Some even longer. <laughs> nice. Valentine's is usually depicted with what? What? Right? The, heart, the heart-shaped symbol. And, and that's how we always think, at least that's how I always think of uh, uh, Valentine's Day. And it's kind of fitting that we're in this season, and we all, re- well not all of us, Marissa and I wore red. And what I want to do is take last week's message and just jump in there a little bit more this week pastor roger sang the song we ended with last week during the offertory the heart of worship that poem was from your heart and that's what god wants from us maybe it's a poem that you write to him maybe it's a song that he gives you maybe it's just sitting at his feet and and when i say that i'm going to talk about that again in a minute I'm talking metaphorically, because obviously we don't see God. What I mean is that we humble ourselves and we yield to Him and we say, Lord, what do you got for me today? I need you. Last week I talked about the importance of worship. This week I want to talk about the heart of worship. Things that please the Lord. The heart of worship. Things that please the Lord. Now, again... The the idea, or at least as I saw it, as I studied this week, was there are people in the Bible that, that give us examples of how to live our life as a Christian, right? I mean, that's why we read the Bible, to find out more about God, more about what pleases Him, or at least we should. It's not all about us, is it? It's about giving our hearts to the Lord and serving Him all the rest of the days that we have. And I want to go back into the Old Testament in the book of Genesis, if you do have your Bible with you, your sword, your phone, whatever it is that you look at. And I've always been intrigued by this man. And and I think it's because of how he ended up in heaven, but if you haven't already guessed it yet, I want to talk about Enoch, Genesis 5. And I'm starting out with, with the ESV because... The ESV is more of a literal translation. And when I read it in the NLT, it, it was changed a little bit. And I, I like it better from this, uh, at least with what I'm trying to share with you today. And they actually, uh, <laughs> they call him Naku, as you can see. Genesis five twenty one through 24. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah say Methuselah three times fast. (laughs) Enoch walked with God, and and these are my highlights. In some of the translations, instead of walk with God, it says he pleased God. After he fathered Methuselah, how many years? 300 years, and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. How cool is that? God took him. When you just combine the the red, red letters that I highlighted there, he walked with God, he pleased God. And because he walked with God, for whatever reason, God took him home early, without having to face death. Now what I want you to see here is all of this happened when? After what? I underlined it. After he became the father of Methuselah. All of this happened. Now this is an assumption of mine. Enoch was not walking with God before he had Methuselah His firstborn son. But afterwards, something happened. Many ancient Jewish writings suggest that Enoch was, and I'm just going to use the word they did, an evil man, which surprised me. I'd never read that before. Now, these aren't biblical writings, so we can't hang a hook on that, all right? But Jewish tradition usually has some truth to it, but not always. So I'm just throwing this out there. This is a maybe. That he could have been an evil man before he had his firstborn son, Methuselah. If that's the case, what does that say for us? Enoch, for 65 years, walked this planet like he was going to hell. Then he had his son, Methuselah, and something changed. He began to walk with God. He began to please God, as some of the translations suggest. 65 years. Most of us have made some kind of dedication to the Lord before we're 65. I was 23. You know, we're all different. Some were younger, some were older. But here's the thing, and this is what I want you to get. Methuselah wasn't all that his whole life. And what that means for us is there's hope that our heart can change. Can we change it? No. No, 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 no. Only God can change our hearts, right? In fact, Jeremiah 17, 9 actually says this. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things. It is desperately wicked. It doesn't get much clearer than that. And I believe this might have been where Enoch was, or Enoch. And then he had his son. My own story. When I was young, I was 19 at the time. We'd been married for a little over a year, and we had our firstborn son. I just want to say before that I was selfish, well, I was after too, but I was young. you know the the world revolved around me. Come on, how many of you were nineteen? How many of you thought of your parents when you were nineteen? Not very many maybe a couple oh whatever <laughs> Debbie's down here, yeah, I did, yeah, I bought him a car when I was twenty, yeah. No. I'm messing with you. (laughs) Most of us were only involved with this, right? What am I getting out of this? If we did things, it was because there was something in it for us. That's how I was. I'm just being honest with you. Not saying Debbie wasn't being honest, (laughs) she can repent later. As I said, Barb and I had been married a little over a year when we had Cameron, our firstborn son. Somebody convinced me to go in and watch the delivery. Which meant I had to go through Lamaze classes and I was probably one of the few husbands that got kicked out of Lamaze class. (laughs) I, I I was playing around too much not that that surprises anybody here but i honestly and and even though they showed us the videos of what was coming i had no idea of what was coming until that little guy was first in the hands of the doctor then the nurse and i looked at him and i went oh my gosh he's he's dead because he was all dark gray and it didn't dawn on me, he had this stuff all over him. <laughs> that they, He was like in a cocoon, and they had to peel that stuff off. And deep down inside of that was this little baby boy, and somebody whacked him. <laughs> and when I heard that, <laughs> probably not at his octave, but as a dad, as, a first, as my firstborn son, received life from our God. It melted me. What a miracle. You know, I I tell all dads, if, if they'll listen to me, you need to be in there and watch it because there's nothing like the birth of your children, whether it's a son or a daughter. I wonder if Enoch, when he saw his son for the first time if that isn't what helped change his heart not to make a doctrine out of this but whatever happened was pretty serious because before he wasn't serving the lord and after he was something happened there enoch pleased god and here's my question to everybody here today how many of you want to please god We should lift two hands if you're not holding the baby, especially my grandson. (laughs) Uncle Nick, isn't he so cute? He's got that little bow tie on. Squirrel. (laughs) To please God, we need to walk with him. We've been talking about this a lot. What does God want the hope to look like? In my heart, he wants us to look like Enoch. He wants us to be a people that take the time to follow after Him. To give Him everything that we have. Our hurts and our victories. Someday we're going to all lay our crown down at His feet. Symbolically. But for right now, what He wants is you. Your heart. And as we Enter this week of Valentine's Day. Let God be your Valentine. Amen? Amen. This struck me, and I use a lot of analogies, a lot of metaphors, but when I was a dad, and still today, when my children want to spend time with me, that is the biggest blessing I can ever receive. Versus the other way, (laughs) where they don't want to spend time with you. You know, you raised them, you gave them life, you put clothes on them, you helped them get through the struggles of puberty and acne and girlfriends and boyfriends and all the other stuff that goes with being a teen. And then they become an adult. And at that point, they make the choice. Am I going to hang with them or not? And I know for some of you, the, the, sadly, it's not. And my heart goes out to you. But what a great picture if you'll think of God who created you, gave you life, gave you everything that's around us today, and all He wants in return is a relationship with you and there is nothing you can do that will please him more than what spend spend time with your heavenly father let him know how appreciative you are that he blesses you he blesses your kids he blesses your family do you know we're the most blessed nation on the planet And when you really look at what we have in the United States, the lowest end of poverty is still richer than most other countries. God has blessed us with so much. And there is little that will please Him more than you attending to Him. Attending to Him. Blessing Him with your presence. And here's the cool part. When you bless Him with your presence, He blesses you with His. Last Monday, we had our board meeting. And I I really felt encouraged to do something a little different. Normally, we just get in my office, we pray, and then we open up with a business and we get into it. This week, I had everybody come in here Turn the lights down like we do turned on some music in the back. And we spent about an hour just sitting at the Father's feet. And I had a whiteboard over here, and I just asked him, whatever God gives you, write it down. We had a whole bunch of things he spoke into us that will help us prepare for the future of the hope. But what I wanted you to see was that while we were in here, you could feel presence of god it was tangible now can you see the father the son the holy spirit no someday we will but in the meantime can you feel the father the son the holy spirit absolutely when you give god the time of day he will give you the day I'm going to say that again. That was so good. When you give God the time of day, He will give you the day. Hallelujah! I don't have a slide for that. That leads me to another verse from the Bible that talks about Enoch. The writer of Hebrews 11.5. Now, how many know what Chapter 11 is known for in Hebrews. Thank you. Faith. So, somehow, Enoch got shoved into this. Verse 5. And it explains more about Enoch's relationship that he had with God. And In fact, there's a little tidbit in here that the writer of Hebrews has that Genesis didn't have. And I want to share that with you. Verse verse 5. I'm going to start with the NLT. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. Everybody say, how cool is that? <laughs> he disappeared because God took him. Everybody's looking for him. Hey, you seen Enoch? Nope. Hey, you seen Enoch? Nope. They looked and looked, but he was gone. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. Would you read that red with me? He was known as a person who pleased God. Oh, do I want this church to be this. All right? I want God to do something supernatural in us. Now, I, want you, I, want, I wonder if you see the difference between Genesis 5 and this verse. Anybody? Anybody? In Genesis 5, Enoch walked with God, right? And then he was translated to heaven. In this verse, we're told it was by faith that Enoch was taken to heaven. And this is something that you and I really need to work on. We need to live a life of faith. That's the kind of thing God wants from us. You've got to believe that he exists. You've got to believe that he wants the best for you, right? The writer added that before Enoch was taken to heaven, he was also known to please God, which we've already read over and over. I'm not suggesting here that anyone is going to go to heaven prematurely without dying, all right? Although that would be cool but I don't think that's going to happen. Only two people in the Bible were ever recorded as having gone to heaven without dying first. Who was the other one? Elijah, Elijah. and and that's found in uh, 2 Kings 2.11 where the chariots of fire come and the the horses are flaming. I mean, I can't imagine the picture. Elijah must have just been going... (laughs) What I want you to see in Hebrews 11.5 isn't the fact that Enoch was translated as we like to call that without experiencing death. It was what led the Lord to decide that Enoch was coming to heaven early. And that was Enoch pleased the Lord. How simple is this? You know, we all, we, we want the preacher to preach these illustrious deep 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 messages and all god's asking is all i want you to do is walk with me right. <laughs> how simple is that do you have to know the bible do you have to know the original hebrew language and the greek and the aramaic to get blessed by the words of god no way does god want you to know all that that's eh, cool if you do but then you become a scholar. And most of them are pretty dry. <laughs> not, not trying to ditz on anybody. So I guess in a way I am one. But anyway, I love the Lord and I just want to be simple norm. I just want to please Him. What does that take? Time. Enoch pleased the Lord. Now, as I said before, something changed in Enoch after his son, Methuselah, see, I can't even say it, was born. Perhaps his wife had a difficult delivery. Did you ever think of that? I did. Having had four boys, each one, I'm telling you, I wasn't even born again with the first two, and I was still praying because I've never seen my wife go through so much pain. That first one was, I believe, 22 hours, and if I get this wrong, I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> second one: 16-ish. I mean, it did go down each time, but it don't matter, man it wasn't easy. Ten hours of labor is too much. Five hours is too much. I met a guy once, and uh, he was passing a kidney stone. And he said to me, he said, if there's anything a man can do that might represent similarly what a woman goes through, it's this. As he was sweating profusely and crying out in pain. That's what my wife went through four times. You would have thought after the first one, she would have just went, uh uh, nope, that's it. But she loved her kids. And we got to raise four beautiful boys. And today they're serving the Lord, and they're raising awesome-looking babies (laughs) like that little guy over there, and I can't focus on him because I always lose track. This passage describing Enoch is sandwiched between two other very important passages, and I'm going to read them, starting out with Hebrews 11.1. Read it with me. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. When we met in here Monday, I felt in my heart that God was just going to show up. My faith suggested to me that you do this and this is going to happen. Now, I couldn't see God in that transaction, but I knew that something beautiful was going to take place. And and I just I was up here we were spread around but as I was up here I just it was like the Holy Spirit came down on me and he said, "I am so proud of you." And when you hear that, some of you've never heard that from your mom or dad. But when God says that to you, there's nothing nothing that can eclipse that. And God thinks that way about you and me. I am so proud of you. And I I think I said this a couple weeks ago, that the Holy Spirit is going to do something here that's so outside of us. We don't want to be able to put our finger on it and go, oh yeah, that was me. I'm such a good preacher. Do you see how God worked that up? Everybody was getting slain in the Spirit. No, 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 no. You know what? If that's what happens, that's it. It just ended. But when we yield to Him and we give Him the credit, we give Him the glory, we give Him the praise, I want to tell you what, that's the kind of relationship He wants, and He will show up when His church is doing these things. Faith is not visible hebrews 11 one, again from the amplified and i just wanted you to read this because i really like it now faith is the assurance the confirmation the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed in the census so let me tell you this sometimes Our faith helps to release God to the natural. And all of a sudden, you feel God. How many need to feel God? How many are satisfied with what he's already given you? You're good. Don't raise your hand. No, you can if you want. I want more. I want more of him. But I also know that when I say that, There's a price. I talked about that last week. There's a price to pay. If you want more of Him, you've got to invest in that walk with Him, in that relationship with Him. And I believe that's what the Holy Spirit wants this church to understand. If He's willing, and He is, to pour His Spirit out on this flesh, there's a lot required of this church. Things are going to change. I hope you realize that. When you have babies, and we have several in here. Hold them up. Hi. Hi. You don't have to. When you have babies, what goes with babies besides their cuteness? Poopy diapers. You have to feed them. You can't just lay them down and go to the store you got to take care of them. And and this is what the Holy Spirit wants this church to understand. That if He releases His Spirit into this place, we're going to see a lot more babies in Christ. Amen. And who... That's great. That's great, Don. That's great. That, yeah, we want that, right? Yeah. But are you going to be saying that? And I'm not picking on you. I'm saying this to everybody. Are we going to be saying that when we have... A hundred baby Christians in here. Poopy diapers. Somebody's got to clean up the mess. Somebody has to teach that baby to talk and walk and everything else that goes along with it. Are we ready for that? This type of faith is what Enoch and so many other Old Testament saints we're commended for having in chapter 11 of Hebrews. If you go on and read, there's a whole bunch of saints that are brought up in that passage, in that chapter. Faith is not visible to the natural eye, but it is necessary. Faith is not visible, at least to the natural eye, but it is necessary for all believers, for the children of God. Listen to what the other side of the sandwich says. Hebrews 11:6. Read it with me and it is impossible to please God without faith. Stop. Ask yourself right now, is this me? It is impossible. Say that one word, impossible. Now I thought God said all things were possible. Didn't he? But here's, here's the catch. <laughs> we have to have faith. You want to see God move? You got to have faith. You got to believe God wants to bless this church, that he wants to bless his people, that he wants to prosper us. And I'm talking whole health kind of stuff, not just money. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Read that last sentence with me. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. it is so quiet in here i hope that just means this is settling in because if we catch this in our spirit watch out hang on to your socks or as i said last week hang on to your nylons. enoch was commended and taken to heaven early because he walked with god and had the faith to believe that God existed and was actively involved in his life. God didn't just start the universe and then step away and go, okay, it's all done. I'm finished. We'll see you at the other end. That's called Gnosticism. We believe that God is active in our lives, that God wants to be involved and wants you involved with him this is a partnership why did jesus say he was going to send the holy spirit why did he say you will not be orphans but the comforter will come and he will remind you of these things that we've talked about and he will advise you does that sound like the kind of god that isn't in your life that isn't part of you What kind of God comes and comforts you and gives you wisdom and says, Hey, dummy, don't go that way? You say, Well, I'm not a dummy. Well, prove it and don't go that way. Because if you go that way after he said, Don't go that way, then you are a dummy. Hello? That's good preaching. Those who worship the Lord from the heart will exhibit these attributes, and I'm coming close to the end. Worship from the heart requires these things. First, you must believe that God exists and that He blesses those who seek Him. Hmm Hallelujah. Are you a seeker? This is the kind of person God wants, worshiping him. Second, Jesus gave what he called the greatest commandment. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart. And I had emphasis there, and then I did the, what do they call that, the eclipse? The dot, dot, dot thing. Because there was more to it, but I just wanted you to fasten on. The actual uh, scripture says you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Do you love the Lord with all your heart? What's that look like? Well, first thing, are you holding stuff back? Are you abandoned to Him when you spend time with Him? Meaning that you don't care what happens around you, you just want Him. It's not about the music. If you want to start coming this way, that'd be awesome. It's not about the music it's not about how awesome the choir sounds although they do sound good or great as i begin to close here's what i feel like the lord was saying to me and to this church he wants to see us worship him as a celebration Every Sunday, it's a celebration of God. It's a celebration of what Jesus has done. How we've given the Lord permission to take over, but as such, He's pouring Himself into us. And it's because we've given our hearts to Him. And I've got something here. And I hope that, I don't see her in here. Is Pastor Barb here yet? Where? Are you ready? Do they have, can you hand these out? Okay, they've got them. All right, cool. So, I want to do something this morning because of the season and how this worked out. (laughs) I better finish my message first. God wants nothing less from us than our heart. Put your hand on your heart or about where it is. Say, God wants nothing less than my heart. Come on, say it with gusto. God wants nothing less than my heart. I used to say this to the kids. God wants you to give your heart to the Lord. And, and it never dawned on me when they were, when I was raising the little guys what that must have meant to them. Because they're probably thinking, I'm going to give my heart to the Lord? You know, don't I need that part? We're talking metaphorically. And it, it means our all. Right? That's what, when I say heart, I'm talking about all of you. Your emotions, your thinking, everything is His. And you give it to Him. God wants us to celebrate Him, and worship requires heart. He wants a people who will worship Him with all their heart, and we do this when we seek Him, when we spend time with Him, when we love Him, when we adore Him, and finally, when we celebrate Him. When we do these things, it creates an atmosphere and and you don't have to be here you can do this in your home you can do this with your board you can do this with your kids you can do this all by yourself when you start to celebrate him that's true worship and that's what the lord desires from us you cannot walk with god unless You engage your heart in this relationship. Worship helps us to get to that place where we're walking with the Lord. Now this is harder to explain with words than it is by experience. But if you go after the Lord with all your heart, one day you're gonna experience the presence of the Holy Spirit, if you haven't already. And it'll be tangible you'll think that you're there in heaven you'll be like paul you'll be going i don't know if i was in heaven or in my body but god was moving right here's the thing when god reaches down and he touches you like this you'll never be the same you'll be different you'll never be satisfied with anything less again. I don't know if you heard about this. Asbury University, anybody? Okay, so last Wednesday, Asbury University, which is just outside of Lexington, Kentucky, uh, student body of around 1600. I'm assuming it's Christian. It must be because they were having chapel um, or at least some form of religion where they have a chapel. And the Holy Spirit showed up. How do I know? How do we know? Because Fox said it. The website said it. Must be true. Here's a picture. Standing room only. They're out the door. People are coming from all around Lexington to see to experience God, to feel him in a tangible way. Here's another picture. How cool is that? Now, I didn't look this morning, but as of last night at 9 p.m., they were still going. Hello. What did I say? It takes something. You want this? Do you really, really want God like this? It takes something from you. These students said, I don't want, they're not even going to classes. They're they're having church because God's there. And you know what they're saying? I don't want this to end. That's what it means when the Holy Spirit shows up in a real, tangible way. People are changed. And it draws the unsaved, it draws the seekers in. And I think that's going to happen here in some way, shape, or form. Maybe not to this level, or maybe it will. That's God's choice. All I know is I want to help usher it in. I want to do everything we can to make it happen. And I believe the first and foremost step is, obviously we need to be born again, but we have to be real with God. What did Jesus say? God is looking for true worshipers, those who worship him in spirit and in truth. And that means you give him your all. All right, I'm done yammering. Now, now I can get to this. <laughs> this little card we made up post-taste because I didn't get the idea until yesterday. I give my, and then there's a little red heart. I give my heart to Jesus. The reason that I said give and not I gave my heart to Jesus is because I want you to, to do this daily this is a it isn't a once and done thing as i like to say instead it's i give you my heart lord again and again on monday on tuesday on wednesday why because i want to celebrate you i want to please you i want you to walk with me and me with you i want you to pour your spirit into this earthen vessel If that's you, would everybody stand? If that's you, and and you feel like, yes, this is me. I I want more. I want all God has for me. I want you to take one of these cards home, but you can't get it unless you come up here. So I want you to come up here. If, If you want one of these beautiful, flashy little cards. I don't know if I can get that to shine in the... And the, the ushers are gonna hand these out to you. And you can't get it though unless you come up here. Unless Bonnie, if you want one, just raise your hand, and we'll get you one. Make sure Bonnie gets one down there too, Cheryl. When you're when you get the chance. We won't miss you. In fact, here, give this one to Bonnie. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're coming around, don't leave till you get one. What I want you to do with this is, is put it in your wallet, in your purse, put it on your dashboard, over your coffee maker, on your mirror, on the refrigerator, on your dresser, what next to your alarm clock if you have one. Wherever you'll see it, it's a reminder Of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's a reminder of the God who loves you. And He wants all of you. Not just a little bit, not just a bite sized chunk. He wants all of you. Everybody say that. He wants all of me. So make this your faith pledge to Him today. Say it with me Lord, Lord. I give you my heart. Today, tomorrow, and the next day, infinitum, until you return for us. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we sing a couple verses of that? I'll
1: I'll bring you more than a song. I'll bring you more than a song. i'll bring you more than a song i'll bring you more than a song i'm coming back i'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you it's all about you jesus i'm sorry lord all about Jesus, I'm coming back to the heart of worship, when it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I bring you more than a song, Lord, more than a song, Lord, oh, Jesus, I'm yours. I'm yours Oh, I'm yours, Lord Jesus, I'm yours Jesus, I'm yours I'll bring you more than a song More It's all about you, Lord. I bring you more than a song. More than a song. Hallelujah. I give you my heart, Lord. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I long for every breath that I take every moment I'm away Have your way Lord I give you Lord, I give you my heart I give you my soul my soul I long for you alone every breath that I take every moment I'm away.
0: your way in me. Heavenly Father, we know that today in the natural is Super Bowl Sunday. (laughs) And this nation goes crazy celebrating their favorite football teams. But Lord, we would be amiss if we didn't celebrate Jesus first. (laughs) And Lord, we want to lift up your name. That name that is above all names. Lord, we want to praise you today praise the name of jesus lord you control us you are the the lord of each one of our souls and today we honor you lord for what you've done what you're doing and what you continue to do bless these people and their are coming and in they're going lord just keep us safe from the enemy and we pray today that you would help us to let our light shine lord And may we find ourselves in that place where we hear your voice saying, I'm proud of you, son. I'm proud of you, daughter. That you are well-pleased with us. That's our prayer. Help us get there, Lord, whatever that looks like. And we pray this again in the strong name of Jesus. And everybody says, "Amen. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may continue worshiping up here. We're finished officially. If uh, you need prayer or something, just come on up. We've got some people that can do that with you.